Hey guys, it's Kyla, and I'm your host of That Christian Girl Podcast, a podcast that's devoted to inspiring and encouraging Christians of all walks of life to become their full godly potential. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode, and thank you so much for listening. It's Kyla back at it again with another That Christian Girl podcast episode. And it's been a while, hasn't it? And I'm just so excited to get back at it with you guys. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know that my computer broke about a week and a half ago. And I just realized how blessed I am because I was able to buy a whole new computer and I was just thinking about how many blessings God has given me and how, you know, most people wouldn't be able to do that. So I was just going to first start this episode out with just how thankful I am that I was in the place in my life right now to be able to get a new computer, even if there, even if that wasn't my most ideal situation. But that's why I have a whole new intro. Um, So I hope you guys enjoyed that. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so what else? So right now I am a little bit sick. So if you can hear me, you know, a little congested, a little sounding a little weird, that's what it is. I went to the Crosstown football game on Friday night and either I got sick because of the cold, because it was like really, really rainy and wet and cold. So either I got sick from that or I just got sick from the people around me. But I have been having a little bit of a, like quite a fast recovery. I had like a really bad fever on Saturday. Sunday it was less. And then today I barely have, it's like a very, very low grade fever, almost normal And today actually is Monday, but we had the school day off because of teacher meetings. So also another blessing um, that I just got to stay home today, take another day to rest. So yeah, there's just so much that I've realized I should be thankful for these past few weeks. And I have actually missed you guys so much. Um, It's been a little bit weird, you guys. I don't know why, but... I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I have been trying to film these episodes, so I tried to film this one on Thursday, uh, last Thursday, and I was reminded how much I actually need a plan for the episodes, because I kind of just wrote down what I wanted to talk about, but I didn't really have a plan. It was all over the place, and I just was not feeling the episode at all, and then I got about 20 minutes in and I, today, and I was just like, this is not going as well as I planned. So I just took a little bit of a break, a little bit of a breather, and hopefully this one will come out good, and I'm satisfied with it, and that it just feels genuine and good, and just like a good thing that I can put out uh, for you guys, because that's just, I don't know why, but it's been a struggle for me lately. Um, just like a struggle to do this podcast. I feel like I'm kind of getting imposter syndrome a little bit where I'm just like, I'm not really feeling the podcast at all. I feel like I'm not proud of the things that I'm trying to put out. Um, 
and I don't know, I just feel weird just lately about what I've been trying to put out for you guys. So I'm hoping that this time around it'll be better. Um, I just had to take some time. I was like praying. So I'm just going to pray over this podcast episode right now just because I feel like it might help me. Um, I did pray before I started, but I don't know. I think it might be just good to pray about it with you guys. So um, dear Lord, I just pray for this podcast episode and the ones to come. Um, Lord, I pray for the listener on the other side of this screen, um, that you help bless this to their mind and that you help remind them of your glory, um, today. I just pray that you really help guide my words and use my words for your glory, that you just help me record this today with good words and just with uh, attitude and with the words that will glorify you, Lord. Um, I just pray for this podcast episode that it's a blessing for you and it's a blessing for the listener across the screen right now um, and that you help me be satisfied with it and that it just really is honoring and glorifying for you. Um, In your name I pray, amen. Okay, so today's episode is going to be all about friendships. You guys, I have had some weird friendships, some difficult friendships, and just over the past year, just some friendship issues. And, you know, I've lost friends. I've made new friends. It's just been kind of a wild ride. So I wanted to just hop on here and talk to you guys about friendships because as a current high school student, friendships are really hard. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to be in college. I'm definitely thinking, ooh, what's going to happen? You know, I'll be in a whole new group of people. It might be a little bit easier to make friends, but then also a little bit harder. Like, I'm a little bit anxious. Not anxious, but a little bit worried about what's to come. I'm really, really excited, but then also I'm kind of like, what's what's going to be next? It's going to be super weird, um, super fun, but just really thinking about friendships and how much I've learned throughout the past year. So I wanted to talk about friendships um, and I had like three main questions and I'm just going to read these out. They're not in the order that I'm going to talk about them, but I was, I was thinking, I was thinking about like three big questions that you could be asking about friendships that I could help talk about. So the first one is, why do we need Christian friends? The second is, how do we find good friends? And then the third is, how can we, how can we be a good friend ourselves? But before I jump into those three questions, I'm going to talk about what I've learned through my own friendships. So... Uh, in this November, it will be a year ago that me and my best friend broke up. So there were three main things that I learned about that friendship after I'm like completely out of it, completely out of the dark place that I was in after it fell apart. But there were like three things that really stood out to me, um, that I have learned through this past year through these past 10 months, I think, um, that uh, God has just been teaching me. So the number one thing that I've learned is that my identity needs to be rooted in Christ. So my best friend and I were both Christians, and she 
was, I feel like she was more rooted in Christ than I was at that time. And she really helped encourage my faith. And it was like such a blessing to have a friend who we could be Christians together. And she really, really encouraged my faith. But the problem with that is that sometimes my faith wasn't even my own. So I really leaned on her with a lot of my faith things. So we would do, we had like this biblical book study together at the start of last year. But then we also, over the summer, not this summer, but the summer before, we got together a few times to read the Bible and really get into First Peter. And there were like so many things that I would share with her about my faith, but my identity, I put so much of my identity into her and I was placing her in a higher seat in my heart above Christ. So when I lost her, when I lost that friendship, I was crushed and I sent like, and it sent me into a pit of depression and, and anxiety. And I am waiting for the right time to do like a struggles episode. I know I talk about this a lot, but, um, I just wanted to tell you guys and be authentic with you guys in this one, um, to say that losing your best friend is hard, but I feel like if I was more rooted in Christ, it would have been a lot less hard, but not to, just to say that losing your best friend is super hard. And for me, because uh, my identity was not rooted in Christ as much as it should have been, I put my identity, I rooted my identity more in my friend than I rooted it in Christ. It crushed me a lot more than it would have if I was more rooted in Christ. And yes, I had all of the head knowledge as of a Christian. I went to church. I went to youth group. I went to Bible studies. Like I did all of this stuff. I had a Bible. I was trying to keep with that. But because so much of my joy came from that friendship, when I lost that friendship and I lost that friend, I struggled hard. And I just wanted to be authentic with you guys because I feel like we need more authentic Christians who will say like, yes, I struggled with these things and it's okay to struggle with these things and it's normal because I had put so much of my joy and so much of my identity and so much of my stability in this friend and when I lost it, I lost a lot of that stability because my friend's are on the same level, if not higher than my family. Um, Because as a person who really relies on her friends and really pours into all of her friendships, it makes me, one, I feel like a good friend than maybe other people, but then also it really devastates me when I lose a friend because it's like losing a family member or even worse, it's like losing like having one of your closest family members die is like the same as like losing a friend in my mind. So when I lost that friend, I struggled. I remember praying that night and being like, well, you know, Jesus is my best friend. But really holding on to that truth was harder than I thought it would be. And really holding on to my faith was harder than I thought it would be because so much of my faith wasn't actually rooted in 
my own faith, it was rooted in my friend's faith. So yes, I struggled with that depression and I struggled with that that anxiety and it was a very hard season to walk through. It was difficult, you guys. Um and I want you to know that it's okay if you're walking through that difficult season and yeah, I I'll go on to tell you how like I was taught that I'm supposed to have my identity rooted in Christ, but it was just something that I had to go through and I remember thinking like last week or maybe a little bit earlier than last week that I really thought of this one analogy and it was something that like gave me a lot of like I don't know hope and then also just a lot of thankfulness for God and it was I thought of my time when I was in that depression and when I was struggling with that anxiety and when I was struggling with all of that really hard stuff last year I thought of it as God like taking me in like both of his hands on my face and being like Kyla I'm not done with you you are not allowed to go you are not allowed to succumb to this depression like yes I definitely struggled with the depression but I could have like completely like succumb to the depression um but I just remember it being like Kyla I'm not done with you and there's so much more that I'm going to do with you and you are not allowed to leave because I have great plans for you instead and let me just tell you like he definitely did because now I'm here talking to you guys, doing this podcast, like, just really living out my, like, this God-sized goal, and God has really used me, um, and if I had just succumbed to this depression and anxiety, and, like, even, I wasn't, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say, I wasn't quite suicidal, but I did have, like, passive suicidal ideation, which was, like, if something happened to me, if I got into a car wreck, I wouldn't be mad, but I would never actually do something to put myself into that situation, and I would never, like, self-harm, but I remember thinking one day, like, actually a couple times, like, you know, if I got hurt, and it was a complete accident, like, if I got hurt, then I wouldn't be mad. If I got into a car crash, I wouldn't be mad, you know? Like, that I really, really struggled with, but I was glad that, like, God did not let that happen, and he was like, I have plans for you, child, and there's so much more in store for you, and I just need you to get through this season, and I did get through that season. So, I really had to learn that my identity had to be in Christ first, and that's something that God taught me this summer. So starting off the summer, I was really committed to stop, like, to stopping being lukewarm. I didn't want to be a lukewarm Christian anymore. I didn't want to just have that head knowledge. I wanted it to be a truth in my heart because I knew that in Christianity, there was so much more for me, Um, and I really had to learn to put my relationship with Christ first. And now being completely rooted in Christ, after I became rooted in Christ, I was blessed with the most amazing Christian friendship. Like, even more, like, more amazing than any of my wildest 
wildest dreams and I'll definitely talk more about that friendship but I really had to learn that my faith and my life had to be rooted in Christ before I got another Christian friend because if I know myself if I got a Christian friend like a month after I was left with Sailor it would be good to have that influence but then also I feel like I wouldn't have learned to put my root my whole identity in Christ like I learned over the summer so um I was just I just had to learn that my identity was in Christ and I need to learn I needed to learn to put my identity in Christ and really commit to fully following the Lord first before I could be blessed with this other friendship that I was blessed with because now I feel like if I were to break up with my friend which I doubt that will happen um but if that were to happen I know I would handle it so much better now because my identity is rooted in Christ and my faith is like my own faith and it does not depend on my friend's faith. So just remembering that um, and just being taught that this past, these past few months has been crazy amazing. So my number two thing that I learned was that You're supposed to give yourself time to cool down before rushing into decisions because how I lost my friend was because we didn't have like even a full day to cool down and think through our decisions and I felt like rushed into the decision that the decision wasn't even mine Um, because what happened is one day we didn't really have a fight but she she was definitely not prioritizing the relationship as much as I was and I was just struggling with things at school and then things at home that I was really struggling and I really needed that friend and she wasn't the right person for me at that time and I didn't realize that but she felt overwhelmed and mainly she decided one Like, one day, she was like, if you need a break, just tell me. And I was like, okay, I think it's best if we take a little bit of a break. Just, you know, to cool down and cool off. And actually, we were going to band. Because we had two periods in a row together. And I was talking to one of my friends in band. And she came over in the band locker room. And she was like, she got really, really upset. And I remember her saying, well, maybe we shouldn't be friends anymore. And I was devastated. I was like, what? How did it become with, oh, let's just take a little bit of a breather. Let's figure things out and then we'll go back and be friends again to actually we shouldn't be friends. And then the next day we decided to meet and have lunch and she just decided that it was best if we weren't friends. And I felt like that wasn't really the right decision for me and that's not what I needed at that time. It's what she needed. Um, and it was so hard because I feel like we didn't truly have time to think over it, but there were so many things, so many strains on the relationship that neither of us really could fix. So there was just some things like she felt we both were kind of isolated and, I was asking a lot of her at that time and that's something that I really had to learn is 
that I can't be asking that much of people. Um, but we, I felt like we really rushed into that decision of not being friends. Like, I felt way too pushed, like, way too much pushed into that decision of not being friends. And I felt like it was way too fast of a decision because I wanted to stay friends with her and I wanted to stay in that friendship because that friendship meant so much to me and I felt like that decision was very rushed and I would have wanted more time to think it over and more time to really think over the decision instead of just like deciding it within 20 minutes that we weren't going to be friends anymore and I wanted more time to talk over so when you have that friend and when it's a good Christian friend you guys need to take time to take a breath and really go through your own feelings, spend some time with God, and just really pray over it, pray over your feelings, and let yourselves cool down, take a breather before you go in and make any hasty decisions. Like, give yourself time to detach your emotions from the situation, and give yourself time to think through the situation, and really Go through your emotions before you make any hasty decisions of like, oh, let's not be friends anymore because it's difficult right now. Because, you know, maybe in a few weeks or maybe within the week, it won't be as difficult. Uh, so, yeah. So, take time to breathe and don't rush into a decision of not being friends anymore when maybe that's not the best thing. But the third thing that I've learned is that God has a plan, um, and then also you will be rewarded for your faithfulness. So I can 100% say that it was God's plan for that relationship to end. And even though it's like it was super hard for me to see at that time, I can completely 100% say that God is good and his plan is good. Because there were so many strains on that relationship that I realize now was not the best thing. Because <laughs> she definitely prioritized her family a lot more than she prioritized her friends. Well, I prioritize my friends a lot. Um, and I put them on the same level as my family. And she definitely put her friends on a lower level than her family, my old friend. And I remember so many hard times that I would have because she would cancel things last minute and she wouldn't ever she might have wanted to hang out but she would never really put an effort to hang out she wouldn't I don't know there were so many hard things that would happen and now with my new friendship like it's crazy to see the amount of effort that both of us put in to be good friends and really pour into our relationship um I think God really had that right person for me and for me to realize that, I had to lose the person that maybe was right for the time being, but wasn't right for forever and wasn't right for that time. Um, she might have been, my old friend might have been right for me during my freshman and sophomore year, but she wasn't right for me now. And I realized that she isn't the right person for me right now either. Um, and I definitely found that friendship who that friend who was right for me and who really cares about the friendship and really cares about putting so much effort into it and really pouring into the relationship. 
So I just wanted to say that patience is a fruit of the spirit. So we have to be patient when waiting for new friends. And I had to learn how to be patient while waiting for that new friend. And there were so many things that I had to work through. Like I needed to learn that I needed to root my identity in Christ before I got a new friend. But having that patience really helped make this friendship so much sweeter. Because I had to wait like, what, seven months? No, like eight months, maybe even more, eight to nine months before I got a new friendship. But that made it so much more sweet and it made it so much more amazing for me just to be rewarded for my patience and just to really realize like, oh, this was what it was all for because now I have this amazing friend that like completely abounded all of my wildest wildest dreams um so there's so much better in store for you and it was so hard for me to see when I lost my friend because I thought this old friend was it she was 100% the best friend the only friend that could have been as good for me as she was like the only friend for me the only the only Christian friend there there was nothing better than her but now having this new friend she's like it's crazy. I don't want to, I don't want to talk badly and I don't want to be like, well, actually my other friend was terrible and all of this bad stuff. But, um, I realized that my friendship is so much better than my old friendship. And because it's a different person, like it, you, it takes a special person to be the right friend for you. And i and God gave me the right friend for myself and I realized that the other girl is not the right friend for me like she's not the right person for me she's a good person like she's kind um there's a lot of good attributes about her but she wasn't the right person for me and it was really hard for me to realize that but with my new friend within a week we were having super deep conversations with each other that I never really had with my other friend and she is like so rooted in her faith and she's so mature and she just so cares about me so much and she cares about our friendship and she cares that we spend time together she texts me first she just cares about the friendship in general and yeah it's just amazing to see how much more she cares about me and about the friendship and how much better of a fit she is for me than my other friend was and God just like really made us a good fit for each other and even though it was like really hard to see at times it was so important that I learned that so something that I also realized that is that if I was still friends with my old friend I would not have maybe I wouldn't have been friends with my new friend at all or we just wouldn't have been as good of friends. But God just worked it out in his perfect timing. Because my new friend, like, she lost her best friend um, just shortly before we became friends. And even though she didn't have as much of a waiting period, God just really, like, weaved that together for us to become such great friends because he let us wait. And he made me wait for a little bit longer because he had so much 
for me to learn during that wait waiting period and he made me I had so much character development during that waiting period but the fact that he gave each of us like he gave us each other when we both didn't really have any friends and it's just so crazy to see how he's worked that out that you know we both were kind of lonely we both lost our friend but oh here's another friend and we both have like very similar ideas on friendship and we both are just like two peas in a pod we work so well together it's insane so if I were still friends with my old friend I might have not become as great of friends as, as I am with this new girl and it's like so crazy to see how amazing God's plan is and it was really hard for me to see on the outer like before I got this friend like it was so hard for me to see but on the other end of it I just praise the Lord so if you are struggling, if you're struggling in a waiting period, if you're struggling with friendship problems, just be, be reminded that God has a plan for you um, and just pray that you are faithful during the waiting period and that you remain faithful and that you're reminded of God's goodness um, and just pray for that patience because patience is a fruit of the spirit. So pay, pray for patience in that time of waiting. Okay. So, the number two thing is how do we find good friends? So, I have two main things on how we find good friends. So, prayer and community. So, I first wanted to talk about community. So, I found my friend through church and specifically through the church camp. And I didn't even want to go to this church camp um, because it was a season of change. I was worried. I didn't really have any friends at youth group. It was so hard for me and I didn't want to go. And I'm just so glad that I went because if I didn't go, I wouldn't have my new friend. But um, I needed to be in that Christian community to find those Christian friends. You're not going to find a Christian friend just by walking up to some random person on the street being like, you're a Christian and now we're friends. You know, you need to be getting into those good Christian communities because you're going to find like-minded people when you're in communities that are like-minded with yourself. So I'm not going to find a Christian friend at like a, I don't know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm not going to find a Christian friend at some random club. I'm not going to find a Christian friend at a club or at a, yeah, a club with a bar in it or whatever. I'm not going to find a good Christian friend where Christians shouldn't be. So go into your Christian communities because that's where you're going to find your friends. And if I hadn't gone to that church camp, I wouldn't have become friends with my new friend because that's really where we bonded and we're where we became friends and it's just insane to see how we became such good friends through that camp and through that community because we had gone to youth group together and we really hadn't been friends until that camp um so it's just crazy to see how god had like used that camp that camp that i was so worried about going to just to forge this new relationship with this girl but then also, it's just crazy to see how somebody that I've been going to church with for so long, how I, I didn't really overlook her, 
but just the fact that my new best friend was hiding in plain sight for so long um, that we really just became good friends through this camp. So put yourself out there. Go to that Bible study put on by some leader at your church. Go to youth group and talk to the girls that you have or guys if you're a guy. Talk to the people in your small groups. Um, Go to that church camp or that church getaway. Um, Go to that club, like FCA. Go to FCA. I help lead the FCA at my school, which is amazing. But if you have an FCA at your school, go to FCA. I bet you'll find some Christian that you can become friends with in your school at FCA. So go to FCA. Um, And then my next thing is to pray. So personally pray. So pray yourself for good friends. That's definitely what I did. But then also ask for prayer um, and ask for people to pray for you. So my grandma prayed for me. Uh, I remember talking to her and she was just saying, I'm praying for good Christian friends for you. I'm continually praying for those friends for you. And prayer is so powerful. I know sometimes you don't even see it, but the power of prayer is amazing. So ask for people to pray for you. No matter if you're going through a hard time with your friends, ask somebody else to pray for you. Or if you are looking for those good Christian friendships, ask for prayer. Um, it could be with friends or it could be with some something else but just pray for those friends because prayer is powerful it's our way to talk to god it's our way to talk to our heavenly father so pray for those good christian friendships because i bet there's somebody else who's also praying for christian friendships and god will find a way to knit your paths together and have you guys become good friends um the number three thing that i wanted to talk to you guys about is why do we need Christian friends? And the main reason is to grow, to help grow with you and encourage you in your faith. So our circle matters, you guys. And I just have a few different Bible verses to go along with this. So the first one is 1 Corinthians. Let me turn to it. 1533 which says, do not be deceived, bad company ruins good morals. And this is saying that bad friendships will affect you. This is why our Christian friendships mean so much. So you are more likely to be influenced if you spend most of your time with unbelievers than them influencing, wait, than you influencing them. So... You guys, I've definitely seen this in my life. I've seen the points in my life where I've been with the unbelievers, where I've been friends with the unbelievers, because there's a very small believer community at my school. Um, There are some believers, but I remember talking to this one leader at my youth group during the summer before I became friends with Sophia, that there's like two girls that I can think of that are believers, and they're best friends and I've definitely tried to hang out with them but the hard part is is that they're best friends and I'm not their best friend so it's like really hard to fit in with that group when they're already like super good friends and 
you're just there and you kind of feel like you're third wheeling. You're like third wheeling in the friendship, which is a super weird thing to think about. But yes, it feels like you're third wheeling. So um, I became better friends with a lot of unbelievers, especially last year. And I've just seen how that's influenced my life. Because when I was friends with these two unbelievers, I was not being encouraged in my faith at all. Like, I didn't have that person to be like, hey, are you reading your Bible? Are you getting into your Bible? Like, how's your Bible reading going? Or how's, how can I pray for you? Or I didn't have that person close to me who was encouraging me in my faith. And that really, really affected me, you guys. Um, because I, because with those people, it was really hard for me to be a strong Christian. And like that really didn't help me in my walk with the Lord. And as the Lord, like in his plan, he really helped weed out those friendships. And it was hard to go through that because I went through so many friend struggles last year because I lost my one good Christian friend. And then I became friend better friends with this one girl and then this other girl joined our little friendship and then my the friend that I became closer with we were friends since seventh grade and then the other girl that joined us like my seventh grade friend and then the new friend just became besties like overnight and they started leaving me out of so many things and that was like so hard for me in that season and then I lost their friendship completely like we're not even friends anymore. And that was hard for me to walk through too. Cause I was like, well, now I'm even more lonely. I don't have these friends anymore. So who do I hang out with? You know, but I think God just really had that in his plan for my life. Because if I had stayed friends with them, I'm not even sure if this podcast would be a thing. And they did not help encourage me in my faith because they aren't Christians non-Christians aren't going to help encourage you in your faith. So that's why you need to either be with a good Christian friend or you just need to be alone because those non-Christians aren't going to encourage you in your faith. And I've seen that so many times where if I run with unbelievers, I'm going to be more like them because they're not going to help encourage me in my faith. They're not going to be like, oh, how can I pray for you? How can do you want to go to this Bible study with me? Do you want to go read our Bibles together? Do you want to go to my youth group with me? Uh, or however they might like encourage you or however a Christian friend might encourage you, they're not going to encourage you the same way because they're not Christian. And just as like music influences us so if we listen to explicit music we're more likely to curse if we hang out with those friends those friends of the world people of the world are don't have the same morals and usually they're like oh it's okay to curse it's okay to say use bad language it's okay to think wrong things or talk about bad things or just run by the world standards because they are of the world and they're not Christian, you are more likely to be pulled into those things. It's so scary to see people get pulled into those bad things because they think it's okay. They're like, oh, it's okay. I'm Christian. You know, I'm just trying to help them. You're more likely to be pulled into those things. And if you're 
hanging out with people who curse all the time, you're more likely to curse too because you're just surrounded by those people who are saying bad things. Um, If you run with those people who like have really bad morals and are doing bad things or just living by the world's standards, you're more likely to live by the world's standards. So this is why we either need to be by ourselves um, or be with Christian friends. So yeah, the the verse of 1 Corinthians 15.33, do not be deceived, bad company ruins good morals. So if you're hanging out with unbelievers, their bad morals will become your morals and bad company ruins your good morals and don't be deceived by those bad company because yes, I have seen that firsthand even in my own life and I've heard much more extreme stories from people um, about running with unbelievers and being pulled into those bad things too. Um, Next, I wanted to leave it on a more encouraging note. So, we already know that we're not supposed to be running with unbelievers because bad company corrupts good morals, but this one is a little bit more encouraging, and it's Proverbs 27, 17. Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. So, this means if you have good Christian friends, your faith will sharpen one another's faith. Woo! Um, so, my friendship with my new friend, we, I have seen this in my own life, so we are both, like, we're both Christian, and I've seen how our faith can encourage each other. So, I cannot even talk about the countless conversations that we've had about our faith, or just about Christianity in general, and how much of a blessing it is, and she's the person that I go to for advice on things. So, we'll talk about whatever we need to talk about. So, you know, we'll talk about our life. We'll talk about boys. We'll talk about just all of the fun things, but then also we'll talk about our own faith. Um, so we'll talk about the things that can encourage us. Um, and I feel like having that good, like close friend who we can talk about, and then we can also encourage each other and really pour into each other's faith is so important. So she's the person we can give each other good advice because we're both Christians. And I've seen my faith grow um, just as being friends with her, um, seeing my faith grow with our friendship. Um, So we have talked so much um, just about our faith and about just random things, but we have like suggestions. We've given each other sermons to listen to. Like, that's one of my favorite things is when she gives me sermons to listen to. But we also just talk about random things in our life. But then we add in the Christian lens and having her be like, oh, I'll pray for you about that this week. Or I could be like, oh, how can I pray for you this week? And just being with each other through our struggles and really encouraging each other in our faith, like asking how we can pray for each other or just telling each other that we're going to pray for this thing or that thing and just being free there for each other 
And being that good Christian influence for each other has been such a blessing for me and I think a blessing for her as well. Um, And the last thing that I wanted to end this little why does our circle matter is to talk about Jesus's circle. So Jesus was not hanging out with unbelievers all the time. Yes, he did die He did eat with the tax collectors. Um, That's what the Pharisees really went after him about was because he spent time with the broken people. But those were not his core group of friends. He had the 12 disciples, but then he also had his core three, which were Peter, James, and John. And that was like those three were the people that really spent the most time around Jesus. But that being said, they weren't unbelievers. They weren't the tax collectors. They weren't the adulterers. They weren't the people who were so in sin. They were people who were closest to him, and they were believers too. Um, it's kind of like hard because he, as he lived his life, um, now we have like our core people who also believe in Jesus, but Jesus is the people that Jesus closely spent his time with were all believers in him and all weren't bad people. I want to say bad people. We're all bad people, but they weren't the people living in sin, like the people that sometimes he spent his life, um, sometimes he spent his time with. He rooted his friendships and his relationships in those core three people who were going to help not help him, but he rooted his relationships in those other relationships with other believers, um, if that makes sense. He rooted the relationships with people who were very like-minded and believed in him and were committed to spending um, their life for him, Um, but he spent time with the unbelievers, but not as much time as he spent with the core three and he wasn't going to those tax collectors for those more tough things in life um for the things on his heart he was going to those tax collectors to help share the good news of the gospel um but those weren't the people that he spent most of his time with and really poured into he poured into those main three so just by Jesus Jesus's oh my goodness example we should remember that we need to have those core 3 or core 1 or just however many people we spend our time with those should be our believer friends and those should be the people that we spend the most time with and those should be the people that we go to when we're having struggles and when we need advice and when we need just another Christian to help build us up, we shouldn't be going to the unbelievers for those tough life questions and to put, like, a lot of our effort and our friendship in. Um, We need to root our base and our home base should be with those other people, with those other believers, not those unbelievers, because if our home base is with the unbelievers, we're going to be sucked into the unbelievers because bad company corrupts good morals. Um, and then my final point is how can we be a good friend? So in order to have a good friend, we need to be a good friend. Um, and I wanted to start this off with friendships are always changing. So I think of this as like a tug of war, but 
it's not really a tug of war um but I think of it as like you sometimes somebody's gonna need more so it's gonna go more on their side so sometimes you need more support in the friendship so you're going to be pulling harder on that tug of war rope but sometimes your friend's gonna be more need more so they're gonna be pulling harder on the rope um and you just need to make sure to be there when they need you and yes sometimes you are going to need more support so find somebody who will support you through those times that you need more support like with my old friend I feel like she got overwhelmed when I need more support and yes I sometimes my life is overwhelming and it's like and that's what I found so hard with having new friends is opening up to them because I was worried that I was going to be too much for them too and that they would leave me just like my old friend left me but I realized that I need to really open up to be a good friend um and like open up my heart to this to my new friend in order to be like a true good friend and yes it was hard for me to do that but it was something that I had to learn and I had to go through and I know that if I need more support my new friend is going to give me more support and if she needs more support I'm going to give her the support that she needs so remembering that you're not always it's not always going to be 50 50 everybody hates the 50 50 thing where they're like no you're supposed to give 100% in of yourself into this friendship not only not just 50% of your effort you're always supposed to put as much effort as you can but sometimes your amount of effort is not going to be like as much effort as they're putting in because you need more effort from their side because you're just going through a tough time and you can't put as much effort into that friendship but they're supposed to like give like put more effort into the friendship for your sake um and then that goes both ways so when they can't put as much effort into the friendship as they used to be able to remembering that you're supposed to put more effort into the friendship and more effort into helping them um when they can't put as much in so make sure you're you're there when they need you and then hopefully they'll be there when you need them and I, and then this also goes into going against culture. So if you have seen the TikTok videos or the Instagram videos about, you know, just stop texting first, stop putting in effort, because if you stop putting in as much effort, um, you'll just see if they put in effort to your friendship. I want to say go against your culture because people will tell you, you know, if they're not putting in effort, they're not worth it don't be friends with them if they're not going to put as much effort as you're putting in. Like, and there's definitely something to be said about how if you're putting in way too much effort and this person just does not care about you and you're putting so much of yourself into this friendship and they just don't care as much, um, there's definitely something to be said about how you should rethink this friendship. But we should be going against this because we need to be loving like Jesus. He loves us even if we don't quote-unquote text him first. He's going to love us unconditionally no matter how much effort we put in. 
um, no matter how much effort we can put in. We should be putting in as much effort as we can into the relationship with him and we should be devoting our whole life. But Jesus loves you even if you're not always texting him first. He's going to love you even through your faults and your failures. Um, Jesus is not a flawed person. He is perfect. Um, so love like Jesus. Sacrifice like Jesus. Love your friends like Jesus loves you. Don't hate them because, you know, maybe one day they don't put as in as much effort as you are putting in. Love them like Jesus loves you. So, we are supposed to love like Jesus. We are told this. Like, this is the great commandment. Um, well, the great commandment is to first um, love God, but then the second is to love like Jesus. Like, love your neighbor and love your enemies. But, um, just remembering that we need to be loving like Jesus and showing Jesus's love, especially those to those friends who might not be able to put in as much effort as you are able to put in at the moment. But just remembering to love the people um, who you're surrounded by, like Jesus loves you, even if, you know, they're not the best friend right now. Because sometimes they just need that friend to really pour into them because what if they're going through a terrible time like I was going through when I lost my friendship what if like I couldn't be a good friend at that point because I was struggling so much and that's like the point that I really really needed a friend um, to be with me because I was struggling so much and I just needed somebody to be there with me so remembering that like remembering that if your friend is going through a time like that, we're supposed to love like Jesus and we're not supposed to abandon them because they can't put as much effort as we feel like they should be putting into our life. Um, and then I just wanted to leave off with some scripture for thought. So I'm just going to start with Proverbs seven, Proverbs seventeen, seventeen which says, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. So, that just kind of goes back into our go against the curve thought. Um, Just saying that a friend loves at all times, just like Jesus loves at all times. So, we should be showing our friends love at all times, no matter if you're mad at them or if they can't put in as much effort as you feel like they should be putting in. And then, my next scripture is John 15, 13. Give me one second to flip to it. Fifteen thirteen says, Greater love has no one than this, that somebody laid, someone lay down his life for his friends. So we should be having that sacrificial love for our friends, just like Jesus has that sacrificial love for us. Um, So just remembering that as we go throughout our week to really pour into those friendships that we have and loving like Jesus and sacrificing like Jesus for our friends. Um, If you guys are having any friendship struggles, I understand you. I've I've been through that. I've struggled with so many friendship issues. And if you need somebody to talk to, either email me or DM me. Um, My Instagram's at is at that Christian wait girl dot podcast. But
but you could also email me at thatchristiangirl.podcast1 at gmail.com and that'll just be reiterated in my little outro and you can also check my bio in my um of this podcast but I just thank you all for listening today um I hope that you guys have a great rest of your week and hopefully I'll be back on Friday um I just thank you for listening to the end and I hope that this helped encourage you and if you're going through friendship problems I understand and if you guys have any prayer requests make sure to dm me make sure to email me because I always want to pray for you guys. I am so thankful that you guys listen to the all of this podcast. And thanks for tuning in with me. Okay, I'm going to get going now. And yeah, I'll just be praying that all of you have a great rest of your week. And thank you for tuning in. Okay, see y'all, see y'all in the next one. Mwah, bye. Thank you for listening to the end. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and make sure to go follow me on Instagram at thatchristiangirl.podcast or you could email me at thatchristiangirl.podcast1 at gmail.com. Make sure you follow and rate the show because that really helps me out. And thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you in the next one. Bye.